Okay, the first question is from Nicole and she says, I just took on a new role and now that I'm here, I've found out the culture is toxic. I would love more advice about moving on or waiting it out. And will it look like job hopping on my resume? First off, I just want to say this is a really tough spot to be in. When you just started at a new role and then you get in there and it's like you've pulled back the curtains and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I miss this in the interview? What has happened? So I've got a fair bit of advice. Now, if you're in this spot where you've taken on a new job and you're thinking, oh no, I think I've made a terrible mistake and you've got that sense of like, oh, I don't think this is the right place for me. Well, I want you to do a little bit of self-reflection with me. The first thing I would say to Nicole is that it's normal to have an element of culture shock when you go into a new workplace. Think about it this way. You've just spent the last few years at a workplace where you've gotten used to and acclimatised to all of the behaviours and norms and patterns in that workplace. So then when you go into a new business, a new employer, you're not used to all those little nuances, all those little details Maybe it's how they do lunches. Maybe it's how they, I know this sounds trivial, but it really does impact you. Maybe they don't do much chit chat, which, you know, in my opinion is glorious. But if you're used to, and you've come from an environment where everyone talked about their personal life all the time, and then you go into a new work context where it's all business and there's not a lot of small talk, that can feel really disruptive. So I just want to say to Nicole, give yourself a bit of time to understand, is this just me adjusting to the new culture and the new norms or is the culture actually toxic? Because sometimes we think something's just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. Now, I want to help you diagnose, is it bad culture or is it just different? Because it can be hard to tell sometimes. MIT Sloan published this amazing research and you can Google it there's heaps of information on the interwebs about this, they put together the five signs of a toxic culture. So this is when it's really bad. And the signs are number one, disrespectful, number two, unethical, number three, non-inclusive, number four, cutthroat, and number five, abusive. So they're the five signs when a culture is completely toxic. Now, often when we're talking about toxicity in workplaces, it might not be all of those things demonstrated at once. It might be just one of them, like people aren't inclusive or people are cutthroat and they undermine other people's results to get a good outcome for themselves. Whatever it is, I want you to look for, can you see any signs of those behaviours? And if you can, are they really deeply embedded or is it just pockets of the business? Is it just certain people And if it's just certain people, is there a way you can raise that with your manager to say, hey, I'm noticing this or I'm coming in with fresh eyes and this is one of the things I've observed, what's your take on it? And by doing that, by having that conversation, you can start to see, is this a normal part of their culture? Are they aware or is it something that's really broadly accepted and it's a pattern of behaviour across lots of different teams and lots of different people in the business? So if you're in an environment, I want you to do that test to work out, is it toxic or is it just that it's new and a little bit uncomfortable? Because new and uncomfortable is normal. But those five toxic behaviours that I mentioned from that MIT Sloan research, and we can put it in the show notes for you, those things are big red flags and things that you should really watch out for. 
So now let's say that Nicole is identifying and she's gone and done that work and she says, well, no, it is a toxic culture. What do you do about it from there? So you've taken on a new job, you're three months in and you're like, oh no, I've made a terrible mistake. And then this thing starts to happen where you start freaking out because you're like, I think I need to leave, but how is this going to look on my resume? And I want to say to you, if you're in this position where you're in a toxic environment and you start freaking out about how it's going to look on your resume, forget the external stuff for a sec. I don't want you worrying about what does a recruiter think or what is the hiring manager at my next job going to think if I leave after three months. And I want you to think about, is this environment healthy and good for you? Because sometimes we put so much weight on what other people think and we don't pay attention to how are we actually going in this environment? If this is really toxic, if it's got those five behaviours I described, what good is it going to do you staying there for a really long time? I guess my encouragement is if you don't have a pattern of job hopping, if this is an unusual thing for you, let's say the previous job you were in for a few years, the job before that you're in there for five years, then personally I wouldn't really worry that much about what it looks like on your resume because you've already got a history of working for extended periods of time at previous employers. If you've had a track record of job hopping and only staying at certain jobs for six months at a time, well, yeah, maybe you need to weigh that up more carefully. But if it's out of the ordinary or if it's an outlier, I'd say do the thing that's right for you personally over worrying about what it looks like on your resume. And you'll know from previous episodes, one of my big worries is when people overstay in a toxic environment, I think that does a lot more damage for our career in the long term than leaving prematurely. The final piece of advice I'd have on this, and I know I'm banging on about it, but I think it's a really good question that a lot of us have to deal with at various points in our career. The final thing is sometimes we look at these situations as a stay or go. And Shane Hutton on a previous episode about having difficult conversations with your manager, go back and listen to that. He said this amazing thing where often we feel like the answer is, I need to stay or I need to quit. But really there's three options. We can stay and suck it up. We can quit or we can go and have an honest and authentic conversation and see if we can actually change the environment in our workplace. So I want to encourage you to be brave and have that discussion with your employer. Try and find the third option, which is can you do something about it? Can you be a catalyst for change in that business? Because if you can, that's a win for everyone. It's a win for you because you don't have to go through another big change of going back through and find a new job. It's good for the business because they get to improve their culture. And it's good for the collective, all those other people who are there, who probably want the same thing as you, who want that culture to improve. All right. Now we've really deep dived on that one. Deep dived. Is deep dived a word? Deep dove? I always think deep dive is such a jargon like HR thing that people do. Anyway, let's move on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're in a recruitment process at the moment, let's say you're looking for work, you're going to interviews, I just want to help you spot some of the signs or red flags at an interview so you don't have that situation where you get into the job and you realize, oh no, I've made a terrible move coming here. So there's a few red flags. The first is when the hiring manager or the recruiter is really overselling the job. So you kind of get that used car salesman vibe where they're pitching, these are all the benefits and and it kind of feels like, oh, they mustn't have many people available or they must be really struggling to fill this role. And if that's the case, if if you get this sense that they're overselling, that's the first red flag. The second one is the heebie-jeebies, like bad vibes check. And I was listening to Dan Martell on his Instagram. He shared this reel about this thing of like when you get the heebie-jeebies about someone or you get bad vibes, that you really need to listen and to that gut check that, oh, something feels a little bit off. Like you can't put your finger on it, but you're just like, I'm not sure about this person or I'm not sure about this employer's culture. So listen to those things because they are often the really good intuition checks that can help you make a bad decision and end up in an employer that isn't right for you. The other thing is what does their brand feel like? Is there areas of incongruency? Incongruency, it's hard to say. Those zones where you think, oh, they're saying this, they're saying one thing, but their actions don't match that. So they say they really care about people, but then they make lots of sarcastic jokes in the interview at their employee's expense or whatever it is. Just look for signs of where what they're saying doesn't align with what they practice. Because if you spot those things, that can be telling as well that maybe there's some things that are off in their team dynamic. And the last one, and this is probably personal more than anything, but I have seen this is where the hiring manager is unwilling to talk about or negotiate at all on pay and benefits. So if they have a really hard line approach to pay and flexibility, that is a bit of a worry to me because I think, I don't know, I don't know why, but I just personally just a bit of a red flag. I've heard hiring managers at times say things like, we only do team incentives here, we don't do any personal incentives. I get why people do that, but I just don't really understand why you wouldn't have flexibility in how you approach your pay and benefits. So if that's the case, and I know for some government organisations, it's all built in, but let's say they're really rigid and they're like, you have to be in the office 100% of the week. I don't really rate that. (laughs) So take, take from what you will of this conversation But I want you to look out for those red flags during the interview process and all the way through the recruitment process. Look at their website, get a good read on their brand, look on their socials, find those areas where they're really promoting certain values and see how that lines up during the interview and recruitment process. See if that thing that they're saying they do is mirrored in their behaviour. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.